Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey everyone, Austin here and you are listening to the Nintendo Fuse Podcast. It is episode number 120. Today is September 29th, 2015. It is our six-year anniversary! Six years. Pretty crazy. Here to celebrate with me, we have Steve. Hey, everyone. It is hard to believe that it's been six years. Um, Yeah, I I can still remember the day we started. Kind of. (laughs) And we also have Barry. Hey guys, unfortunately I wasn't here for the first one, but I'm here to celebrate anyways. And each episode is like a star in Mario 64. We've now collected all 120. Yes. Sweet. We, we uh, can fight Yoshi. <laughs> nice. And uh, Greg will probably be joining us uh, in a little bit as well. But uh, but yeah, so it's been six years, which is crazy. Um, I cannot believe it. So September 29th to the day. 2009 was our first episode and yeah it's it's been a while it's crazy it's cool to kind of go back and like have podcasts from six years ago and go back and reference and see like you know what we thought about nintendo at the time and then kind of compare now and see how things have changed either for better or for worse but just to kind of have that for reference is is kind of neat true also i kind of don't want to go back and yeah it's uh that's a good point i don't know how i don't even know what i would have said at the time it's interesting but uh it's been six years and you know the cool thing about it too is you know we've the we've done this podcast live uh for most of the time at least um and it's been cool to have people along with us throughout, you know, the six years uh, and, and kind of sharing that experience, too. So shout out to everybody that's, that's uh, listened to us over the years. We uh, appreciate you all so much. Thank you for all of your support. It has been awesome um, just kind of sharing our, our thoughts of, of Nintendo with you all. Uh, and so shout outs as well specifically to the people today listening to our anniversary special, uh, Joji Love, uh, and then... Amok11, a.k.a. Mike, our fellow staff member, uh, Johnny Lamont, um, and there's a, a guest as well on Talk Shoe. So shout out to you all. Um, thank you for, for listening. And the, the cool thing as well with this is that, um, oh, and actually Greg has joined as well. So what's up, Greg? How are you? Good. I am getting everything all set up right now. I'm scrambling. Sounds good. Um, so the cool thing about this about this podcast is that it is interactive, and we do like to hear your thoughts as well. So this is a six-year anniversary. We want to celebrate uh, not only you know us kind of doing this podcast for six years, but all of you being a part of it as well. So let us know you know your thoughts on these topics as we discuss them, and we'll mention them on the podcast as well. So to do that, you can head to 
the talk show page, and there's a chat room that you can join there, as well as call into the podcast live through talk show. We also have a live Google Hangout on our YouTube page, youtube.com slash Nintendo Fuse, and you can watch us live there, and there's a YouTube chat there as well. So we will be monitoring all of that and uh, getting your thoughts throughout the night. Um, so, yeah, so the first thing that we kind of want to to jump into here is we are working on and kind of have sort of a, a new site design. Uh, so if you have not seen that already, NintendoFuse.com is a new site design. Uh, unfortunately, we had some issues with, with some stuff on the site, um, and so we've been kind of working things out, but we use that as an opportunity to work on kind of a new revamped site, basically. So it may be a work in progress, but just bear with us, but we're working hard to kind of make it something extra special. So we hope that you, you check that out and, and uh, continue to, uh, to check out Nintendo Views. Yeah, kudos to Jeremy, especially for uh, just being like, behind the scenes, like, um, out over the last uh, month or so. Um, we can attack me if you guys have been following us on social media and stuff. Um, you'll know that we, yeah, we just got attacked by some malware and stuff like that. It's kind of like this relentless attack. I think we're kind of taken care of and it comes back again. Um, but Jeremy's been really hammering it out stuff in the back. So that's been really cool um, to, to see him do that. And uh, But also, um, we, yeah, we've been able to, to launch this new site, um, which is pretty cool to kind of see a glimpse into it um, kind of forced our hands a little bit, similar to what happened to uh, to um, uh, Go Nintendo um, a few months back. Um, kind of like that you know, thing went down and um, forced their hands to, to reveal their new site design. Um, and, yeah, the same thing happened to us, kind of. Uh, so we'll see us evolve, I guess, over time. Exactly. We just got to roll with the punches, and we're like, you know what? Let's let's bring out the uh, the big guns here. Let's let's do something special, and and kind of come back with a vengeance. And so, uh, working on that special new site design. So definitely shout out to uh, to Jeremy uh, for for working hard on uh, on that stuff as well. Um, and Jeremy also was you know um, a part of the the podcast at one point in time. So shout out to everybody too that's been a part of this crew over the years. I mean, through six years, you know, we've had people kind of come and go. And I know, you know, the four of us have, have been on the podcast uh, quite a bit uh, in, the, in the recent times as well, but uh, shout out to everybody else that's kind of been uh, a part of this podcast as well. Uh, so thank you to, to you all. So with that being said, it has been a while since our last episode. And so, you know, the Nintendo Peace podcast, the whole point of the podcast is to talk games. So let's do it. Let's talk some games. Let's talk, you know, what we've been doing the past uh, couple of weeks, you know, what games we've been playing, what's been on our radar. Do um, uh, you want to start, Steve? Sure, yeah. Um, yeah, if you guys can, if you if it starts cutting out and stuff, um, let me know. Um, that way I can give a call back and I can let someone else talk for a bit. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty much the only game I've been playing is, is Super Mario Maker. Um, I've been trying out some other games recently and... Um, just like playing here and there. I can't remember the names of them, honestly, because I've been playing so much uh, Super Mario Maker. That's really been what's uh, dominated my, my time recently. Um, I've got a couple games that I that I need to um, review and stuff like that, some indie games. Um, won't reveal too much about them. Um, but, uh, yeah, Super Mario Maker. Oh, Runbo. I did play Runbo quite a bit. Um, Got a review of that going up as soon as the site kind of 
teams down and everything, and we know we can definitely post a review and, and not lose it. Uh, and so um, that's really fun if if you're into multiplayer games, um, especially Runbo is, is a definitely a fun game to check out. Um, so have you guys have you guys even you know given out if you have Runbo a chance at all, or have you tried the demo or anything like that? Not yet. I I did get the demo and I wasn't overly impressed with it. I mean, it seemed like it was kind of neat a mechanic with the color switching, but it, I just frustrated me beyond no belief. It was just like kept switching and it kept causing me to die die a lot, and then I was just getting really frustrated with it. And that was just solo player. I didn't even get a chance to play it multiplayer. Yeah, it's it's okay single player, and I think that was that was my biggest um, point in the review was. It's an okay single player game, but really where it shines is it's multiplayer. So if you have that's that's when it really comes together, especially if you can get the full nine players. Um it's just it's a blast, it's chaotic, it's really crazy and it's fun. But um but yeah, if if it's a player it's not that much fun. But most of my time it's really been on, on Super Mario Maker. Um so I I've been playing yeah, pretty much any time I've ever you, that's what, I'm, what I've got. Nice. Definitely definitely a game I feel like that probably a lot of us have been playing, so we'll, we'll talk more about that. Uh, real quick before we jump to the next person, I did want to mention we will have some giveaways in this episode, so keep an eye on the podcast. Throughout the episode, we're going to be doing some giveaways. We have uh, DuckTales Remastered, uh, so we'll be doing a giveaway of that, as well as $10 eShop gift cards, so there's three different uh, uh, ones that would be uh, given away there. So um, I'll just probably just email like the code to somebody. So that way you can get the, the 10 bucks like instantly. Um, but uh, yeah, so keep an eye on that. We will be doing our first one of those giveaways coming up in just a little bit. So stay tuned for that. Um, all right, Barry, uh, what else have you been playing or what have you been uh, playing? I guess. Uh, well, I've been playing Super Mario Maker like everybody, um, which is just a great game. Uh, I've been playing Final Fantasy XIV, which, you know, I still do that with my wife. And really would be awesome if it came to the Wii U. Uh, I actually started playing Pokemon Shuffle again, because they started adding some new content. Uh, so I've been messing around with that. And uh, Nintendo is nice enough to just send this to me in the mail. So this will be on my radar starting tomorrow to uh, to start playing that little Chibi Robo Ziplash. Uh, look for the review soon. Nice. That Chibi Robo Amiibo looks pretty big too. Bigger than yeah, that. Like, it, be. It's uh it's pretty big. I mean uh, for those looking you can you can see hmm. it in there. I don't have another amiibo on me to give size comparison right now. Well if you know the iPhone six actually <laughs> I do have an amiibo. I'm sorry, here we go. Duck hunt dog. Oh, there we go. Duck hunt dog to Chibi Robo. So Okay, yeah. Nice. Nice. What about you, Greg? I've been also playing Super Mario Maker, and on the, I did get a review code for the Wii U um, for Nova 111, or 111, I guess. Um, so far, it seems kind of like an interesting game that just released last Thursday. So um, initial impressions are kind of neat. It's kind of interesting with like the turn base and the real-time aspects to it, but 
if you want my full impressions, you can read my review, which I'll be again writing in the coming next week or so. And that will be on NintendoFuse.com once the site is up and going. Um, on the 3DS side, I've been playing the Binding of Isaac that I downloaded like a month or so ago. It still got me hooked, and I don't really have anything else to play on it. It's a really random adventure game where you're just shooting around the enemies, and they're always every dungeon's always random. All the enemies in the room can be random or none at all, and it's just complete mayhem. <laughs> Nice. That sounds that sounds interesting. Um, for me, I guess one of the games that I've been playing is like everybody else, pretty much Super Mario Maker. Of course, uh, haven't really, I haven't really uploaded a level. I played around with the level creator a little bit, and uh, I've played some levels that other people have uploaded, but I need to kind of get more into it. I'm having honestly the most fun I'm having is just scanning all my amiibo and just seeing all the characters that pop in into the game. Because uh, some of them, like, it's just it's so cool to see them, like, in that, that little style, I guess. Um, so that's kind of fun. Uh, and I also found out that we were talking, some of us, uh, and we found out some of the Amiibo cards, the Animal Crossing cards, also work in the game, too, which is a cool little surprise. I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that. Um, so that was definitely fun as well. Uh, which, speaking of which, uh, the other thing that I've been playing a little bit of is Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Um, and I'm a huge Animal Crossing fan. Um, this game is kind of like what I thought it would be, where there's not much to it. Uh, my sister, on the other hand, I was showing her, and she's like, she's like, can I play your 3DS, like, when you're not at home? Like, I want to play the game, and I want to design houses. And she's, like, trying to, like, you know, make everything look nice and all specific themes and everything. And, you know, they love Animal Crossing as is anyways, but I guess this is one of the pieces of Animal Crossing they really like, and so she's happy with it. But, um... It is kind of cool. And for me, it's the Amiibo cards, just collecting those. Um, I got a little uh, uh, crazy with the, the Amiibo cards. <laughs> so I have a whole bunch here. And I'm still missing cards. I bought, I don't even know how many booster packs total, and I'm still missing cards. So I will definitely be trading with Barry and, and with others as well. Yeah. By the way, I uh, opened it now. So you can see it actually comes in its own little Chibi Robo pack, but there's a the size. Oh, nice. Little better view of it. Are you gonna leave cool. it sealed or what? <laughs> oh no, no, I'm opening it. I was gonna open it, but I, I found it really interesting. It comes with a little, you know, actually has like the Chibi yeah. Robo logo up there. And I, I, before I tore it open, I, I figured I'd show it off. You know, you know, for those that, <laughs> you know, are thinking about getting the game or are, are people who like to keep things boxed, like they're they're new in box collectors and are worried about this one not being in box. You could actually play the game and keep this now in box, and it has like all the amiibo stuff on back. So, hmm. makes but me yeah, wonder if they're actually going to sell it separate later or something. I, I heard they already have a whole. Oh, huh. but that's what I heard. There you but go. I am opening it right now. How many? Now. Uh, how many uh, cards are there to collect right now? Uh, series one is one hundred. But there's more series. Like Japan, I think, series already has one. Series 2 or more. Yeah, Series 1 is 100. Um, each booster pack in the U.S. at least has six cards, and it's $6 a pack. And I probably have, like, 30 packs or something, probably. I don't even know. And I'm still missing cards. At least I have a couple more packs I haven't opened yet, so we'll see. But uh, <laughs> we'll see. So what's what's on the cards? It's not just the characters, right? It's, like items and stuff in the game? 
no. so the back character. of it is just this, and then it's mostly just the character, honestly, but there's like one or two little things. There's a number for, you know, what number in the series. There's a rock, paper, scissors thing and like a dice, which I think those are going to be used in Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival. Um, uh, I don't think there's any reason for those in Happy Home Designer, but um, yeah, that's really about it. <laughs> so, multiple cards per character then there's not a hundred characters in Animal Crossing right uh there probably is or more at least at least really? there's a hundred unique ones so far and I think series two the ones I was looking at are all unique as well um the only like what the only uh duplicate one I saw was like KK slider like they have DJ KK in series one series two has just regular KK slider but for the most part they're all unique so <laughs> I didn't realize there were that many characters in Animal Crossing. Yeah, I don't even recognize most of these characters. I'm getting these cards, and I'm like, who are these people? Oh, what happened? Where did I miss everything? Some of them are or Wild World. Yeah, some of them are pretty old school. Um, I got, I got like my favorite though. I got Bill. I got him recently. I didn't get him in my initial like 20 packs, and I was so upset. But I finally got him recently. So <laughs> happy about that. Yeah, that was but my really all you think. Barry had answered it. It was just like, are they from all the games from like GameCube and the DS version? Yeah, yeah there's 400, so there has to be from all four Animal Crossing. I mean, uh, there aren't there aren't 400 villagers and, and characters in New Leaf alone. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> By the way, yeah, the, the conclusion. Uh, there's what it looked like unboxed, and here's something interesting. My wife actually pointed this out because she was looking at it. On the bottom of the amiibo versus the uh, duck and dog, which she had over there, and the others, I don't know if it'll come through, but it actually says Bandai on the bottom there, which the others don't, and that's interesting. I don't know if Bandai, I don't know if you could see that or not underneath. There, yeah, there it is. There it is. Yep. Oh yeah. I don't know if uh, they worked on huh. Chibi Robo as well or or what, but I thought that was kind of interesting. A little trivia. I thought the bottom of like Mega Man said Capcom. I thought I looked at that. It might Mega Man uh, say Capcom. I, I don't have I don't it know. on me. Chippy Robo was a Nintendo. Too far. Game. I'm too yeah. lazy. I can't get it. Uh, <laughs> too far. Hold on. Pac-Man has Namco, Bandai, and uh, if what Sonic has Sega. Pac-Man Pac says Bandai, Namco. Mac, Mega Man says Capcom. Um, Sonic and Sonic says Sega. So who knows? Huh. Maybe Sibby Robo is secretly a Bandai teamed up character or something. They might have assisted. They actually assisted with like Super Smash Brothers, so there's a chance that they probably helped with that title too to get it out the door. Maybe. Yeah. But none of the other characters say Bandai except for uh, Pac Man. Yeah. Don't know. But that's that's definitely pretty pretty interesting. So we'll have to. Uh... So I got a question though. Like, uh, so back to Animal Crossing. I I thought I thought the other day. I thought it was just going to be like some some kind of cheaper title for like maybe twenty bucks. It's like a four. It's like a forty dollar game, isn't it? Like, isn't that kind yeah. of yeah? Like, since, since you've actually played it, is it is it worth a full forty dollars? It kind of seems like it should be in like an eShop. As somebody who loves Animal Crossing, it's one of my top three favorite series ever. 
it's not worth it. <laughs> it's it's really you literally like. Now, granted, I've only played it you know for a little bit, um, but you literally are you know given like a villager or something, and you go and you design their house based on a certain theme, and then you can once you do that, then you can go visit their house and you use the you can use the amiibo cards and invite other villagers to come and then take pictures which you can share on Miiverse and stuff. And eventually, I think you can also design parts of the town, but like certain buildings. You don't have like a full town either. Um, and that's mostly it, as far as I know. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite limited. And they, now, granted, the designing of houses, they expanded on that component more than any other Animal Crossing game. Like, you can use the touchscreen to rearrange stuff in the house. You can... Um, there's a lot more options. Your characters actually interact with things more. Like if they walk up to a bookshelf, you'll see them actually like pick up a book and like start looking at it and stuff. So there's more interaction and stuff with it. So they kind of expanded that portion, but it really is just that portion of Animal Crossing. So that's, that's too bad. Is it? Do, yeah. Would you think this is probably just a kind of holdover title until they come out with the next one, probably from the next system? Oh yeah. I think really, yeah. I think this was their way of selling amiibo cards people that were into all the amiibo like myself and I got suckered into it. <laughs> but what, uh, what, what they were probably doing is they were probably working from New Leaf Engine on what they can do to improve the next one. And since the next one will probably be for the NX, at least the handheld portion, they probably said, Well shit, we've we've designed this, let's put this into something, let's use this as something. So they threw this together to not only sell amiibo cards, but to get a product out there for the holidays. Yeah. I think the unfortunate thing is it seems like they they've been, they kind of shifted their focus to Happy Home Designer and, and away from the other one. So, like, you know, even though it's not a full-fledged game, that's the one they're doing the, the events for and stuff like that where they're not doing it, you know, for the full game um, that a lot of people have and probably will, would still play if they would, were supporting it. Um, like, I, I, would, I would much rather them support and the, the the previous you know big game then you know then support this kind of not really even a full you know version of it but yeah I, I just kind of I still am kind of amazed that they they didn't release it just as like a twenty dollar eShop download or something right I'm with you there although they must be doing something because my sister is excited about the game and she doesn't play video games much anymore so somehow. I, I don't know. Not our target yep. market. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no longer. Me and my Animal Crossing, I guess. I'm apparently past that that target now, I guess. I don't know. But uh but that is that is Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer. Um any other games that you guys have been playing lately? I don't remember the last time I actually fired up my three D to play a game. It's kinda of weird. So, I mean, not really a game I've had been playing. It's the opposite. Um, but I just haven't played my Wii U a whole lot more than my 3DS, which is, I think, the last podcast. It was the opposite of that. I was playing my 3DS a lot because I was on the go, and it was pretty much the only thing I could play. And recently, it's been the opposite. I've been playing Wii U a whole lot more. Um, so that's kind of interesting. It almost kind of seems like you know, it, it is kind of nearing the end of its life cycle. And, you know, not too many things that really excite me on the 3DS anymore. Actually, now that you mention it, there is another game I've been playing on the 3DS that I started, which was LBX, Little Battlers Experience. 
which is a Nintendo game that seems to have flown under the radar for most people. Uh, but, I, you know, it's funny because I was watching a segment on Game Towers about, like, oh, maybe we're too old to be playing a game about a kid, boy in school, uh, which is what the game is. Uh, but, you know, to me, I felt that was fine. But it's for people who like Custom Robo, this is like the next Custom Robo. And there's enough to it. I mean, it's level five. They know what they're doing. But it's definitely worth giving it a shot. And I think Nintendo failed to advertise this outside of the Treehouse event at E3. Because it kind of came out and, like, under the rug. And people, what? What the hell is that game? Like, they should have been promoting this. There's even an anime. Like, they should have been cross-promoting this like crazy. And they didn't. But I, I definitely recommend it from what I've played so far. The limited, uh, the battles alone are, are very enjoyable. I've always liked, uh, at least with, like, custom Robo and stuff, just that style in a way. Um, never really tried some of the games, but just, like, the the style of the, the robots, the designs and stuff, I always thought was kind of neat. Uh, and I remember seeing LBX and thinking that was kind of kind of interesting. So might have to kind of look into that a bit more. It, it's definitely worth it. Like, there's some unique things to it, and especially since we haven't had a custom Robo game since, what, custom Robo Amoeba, uh, Arena on DS. So we need it again. <laughs> Bring it back. They even took away the assist trophy from Brawl. Hmm. Well, yeah. And hopefully, yeah, hopefully they do kind of bring something back there. Uh, if, if LBX does well enough, maybe they'll uh, see that there's kind of a a market for those similar titles or something. So um, we'll see. We shall see. I do want to give a shout out as well uh, to somebody in the YouTube chat, DJ Burgess. He said, happy six year anniversary of Nintendo Fuse. So thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you for, for listening. Uh, and to everybody listening, now is your chance to win something. So this is your chance. You guys ready? Whether you're on TalkShoe or on the YouTube, the Google Hangout chat, in either of the chats, I'll have them both open. You're going to post the answer to this question. And then whichever one is first, uh, you'll, you'll be able to, to see that there. Uh, now, just as an FYI, just letting you guys know, I believe the YouTube one might be a little bit delayed. Typically, when you do live streams on YouTube, might be a little bit delayed. So if you're listening through TalkShoe, you might have a bit of an advantage there because it's just the audio. So just FYI, you know, if you want to win, if you want to be the first one, you might have to pull up the talk shoe and get ready for that. Uh, just letting you guys know before anybody, like, cries foul. I'm like, no, there's a delay. Just giving you a heads up. Fair warning. So this first giveaway is for DuckTales Remastered, okay? And you have to answer this question. All right. What recently announced Amiibo character borrowed Scrooge's cane jump ability. I'm giving everybody a hint right now that's watching the view. You know. <laughs> Anyone? It was Mario. <laughs> totally Mario. What recently announced Amiibo? I mean, if you don't even know, just guess recently announced Amiibo. Like, <laughs> there's only so many. It was Pink Yarn Yoshi. I know it. <laughs> Uh, all right, I do have an answer in TalkShoe. Guest 6 says, says Shovel Knight. Um, I don't know who Guest 6 specifically is, but congrats, Guest 6. Um, that is correct. So what I would recommend then um, is... I need to send in a mailing address for it. Yeah, so what? if you actually... Uh, how do I... The problem is... Because <laughs> you're a guest, it's hard to verify who you are, unfortunately. Um, 
So what I'm gonna what I'm gonna say right now, right now, guest six, email us. Uh, email. I'll give you my uh, Nintendo Fuse email. Uh, I'll put it in the chat. There you go. And then after you shoot you me the email, after you shoot me the email, like in your email, include like a special secret word, and then in TalkShoe, post the secret word. So that way I know who it is for sure. I know it sounds a little complicated, but I got to be able to verify. No way. That oh, quick thinking there, Hudson. So email me right now to claim that prize. Um, and keep in mind that it's a physical copy of DuckTales Remastered, not the digital. It's a physical yeah. copy. Yeah. It will be mailed to you. So email me now. I have my phone, so I'll get your email. Let me know once you email me. Include some secret word in the email, and then come to TalkShoe and post the secret word there. So that way I know it's you. So hope you understood that guest six. If not, let me know and we'll figure something out. Um, but uh, sorry, Mike, it's not Squirtle. <laughs> um, good guess, though. <laughs> um, all right. So that is the first giveaway. Um, the next giveaways we have are for the eShop gift cards. So get ready for those. It's coming up soon. Uh, we'll be giving away those. So, all right, on to the next topic here, which is we have a new Nintendo president. So um, after the passing of, of Mr. Iwata, um, oh, I just got the email, sorry, from the person. Um, okay, in TalkShoe, you can post a secret word now. Uh, you can post a secret word in TalkShoe now. Um, so we do have, so after the passing of Mr. Iwata, they have uh, finally announced a new uh, president of Nintendo, and it is Tatsumi Kimishima. Uh, he is, he's kind of, at least for me personally, he kind of, I didn't really know who he was until I kind of read up on him a little bit, but he was from 2002 to 2006, the president of Nintendo of America before uh, Reggie was as well. Um, he's more kind of from reading up on him, he's more of like a, a businessman in a sense, like for example, Iwata really was a programmer. You know, he designed games and, and kind of came at it from that perspective. But uh, I believe uh, Tatsumi Kimishima is more of like a business person. He's kind of always had that sort of experience there. Um, excuse me. So it'll be interesting to see what he brings to the table now um, and what he can offer. So what do you guys think uh, of this president? It seems like it's a, I think a lot of people have said something similar. It, it seems like it's a transitional um, president sort of thing. It almost seems like he's doing some different uh, sort of presidency while they do a lot of searches for for the next you know, long-term president. Um, because he, he's kind of, it sounds bad to say, but he's kind of up there in age. Um, so I don't really think, you know, he's, I think he. I can't remember exactly. I think he might be already at retirement age or a little beyond. Um, so, I mean, if that's any indicator at all, you know, he's probably not going to be around for too much longer. He's probably going to, you know, be just in for a few years while they search for the next um, younger president who's going to be able to take that company, take the company for a long time. Um, because I mean, Awada was was fairly young when he came in. Um, the guy before him very, very young when he came in. So they'd like to see um, these, these presidents who have a lot, of, a lot of tenure. And I think um, that was one of the big things that I noticed when, when, I, uh, when I found out who it was. 
Um, but other than yeah, I think he's he's a good business person. Um, you know, he's definitely you know showing his shown his chops I guess in the business world. Um, one of the other things that I'm excited about is that he uh, was the president of the Nintendo of America before Reggie, and so um, like just his connection to America might be good for us because I think in the past Nintendo's been very focused on Japan, which kind of makes sense because that's where their headquarters. Is. But there's so many, you know, active gamers in, in America, and and Nintendo has kind of usually kind of got the the sort of um, I don't know what you call it. The, the people say, you know, they just get America a lot of times, and so it's kind of nice to have someone in in the EO position and it's like this guy's actually, you know, had connections to America before, so we might actually get some games. You know, on our shores that, that normally maybe wouldn't because he may believe in, in selling games over here. Um, maybe he has some connections and stuff like that. So I think there's some potential in the business world. I think Nintendo needs to really um, step it up a lot of times in, our, in the business world um, and make a name for themselves again. Um, so maybe start making money as well. I mean, they're making money, but I mean, people are still saying they're dying because they're not making as much money. Um, so you know, I think I think he could really help, but I don't see him sticking around for a really long time. Mostly just because he he doesn't fit, you know, a typical um, president who you know, they bring in young and is able to stick around for a long time. Right. What about yeah, you, Greg? I, what do you think? I didn't really have. Yeah. Oh, I didn't really have a whole lot of thoughts on him. I don't really know too much about him. It sounds like it's a good fit right now, but obviously it's kind of early to tell. I mean, we'll see how he handles the Nintendo Directs and every other um, broadcast format that they go through in the future or whatever. So I'm still kind of holding on judgment just to kind of see on his different moves and his thoughts and ideas after he gets some interviews and to see if he's going to be helping us out here in America getting us the games that we're not getting on time or in a timely manner. So that's pretty much my only few thoughts regarding that. So, otherwise, I kind of thought you mentioned it spot on. So. Yeah, I'm you sorry. mentioned um, interview stuff, and I think that's that's going to be interesting because I think any time that he's been in a lead position within Nintendo um, or the Pokemon Company or anything else that he's done, it's kind of he's been he's played the kind of behind the scenes person. A lot of times, he's not the one that he's not like a Wada, where he'll be like the face of the company as much. So um, it should be interesting to see, you know, how he does treat that position. If he will come more out of the shadows now, or if he's going to continue to stay back there and, and let other people in the company be the face of the company, and he just kind of runs things from behind. Yeah, I guess we'll find out. I mean, he might even want even do the be the host of the Nintendo Direct. He might just. Pass it off the right to Bill or whatever, <laughs> Reggie. Yeah, right. I'm having I'm having mixed uh, feelings personally. I mean, he definitely feels like a band aid, so to speak. Like, oh crap, we suddenly have this gaping hole that we weren't expecting with a lot of death. Let's quickly throw a band aid on it for the time being until we could find someone more permanent, uh, someone to fit that role. And uh, it sucks to say that because, you know, the guy is a nice guy from everything I've read, and he's definitely a business person uh, and could certainly steer the company in the right direction. But at the same time, you know, I'm also like, 
you know, the business people have been trying to steer Awada to get out of the hardware and, you know, go to only mobile. And Awada was very, no, I'm sticking to the roots. So I hope he doesn't do that. But there is one shining light uh, on that is because he was Nintendo's of America's president uh, for that period of time during the GameCube. And all I could think about is Reggie, on one hand, we had Operation Rainfall with us begging him to bring us games, and they still wouldn't. And then you have, on the other hand, you have this guy who, when America found out that the Japanese gamers were going to get Ocarina of Time and Master Quest for the GameCube as a pre-order bonus to Wind Waker, he was taken aback that Americans wanted it so badly that he not only gave it to us, but he gave it to us in a physical case, unlike Japanese, which just got it in a little envelope. So he kind of listened to us, where Reggie still has yet to listen to the people he served. So it's kind of a double-edged sword, and I just hope he gives us a few things before he's kicked out. Yeah, yeah, I kind of uh, echo, I guess, what uh, what everyone was saying pretty much. Um, and uh, it definitely does seem like he is kind of in more of that, that temporary position. I, I have a feeling that he's not going to be somebody that will do those Nintendo Directs. I mean, he, he probably, you know, I mean – it's hard to even follow up from that too, as president. I mean, Iwata just did, that was his thing. So I feel like they're going to have somebody in a, in a different role kind of doing those types of events now so that it can sort of become its, its own thing now. Um, but uh, it's also interesting to note that they also uh, appointed um, Shigeru Miyamoto as the company's creative fellow and Genyo Takeda as a, as a technology fellow. So really it's kind of like, Miyamoto and, and Takeda are kind of both like uh, representatives in a way, kind of working hand in hand with uh, the new president uh, and kind of uh, forming like this little group to kind of lead things in a way. So um, it almost seems like, you know, while Tatsumi Kimishima might be the new president, Miyamoto and Takeda are kind of his aides in a way and like are kind of going to be even more heavily involved in some of the upper level stuff as well. So. It's definitely interesting. I'll change our title to Nintendo Fuse to Colors. Who wouldn't share what? I want to change our titles at Nintendo Fuse to, to something <laughs> fellow. You should, you should the be the pod, podcast fellow. The podcast fellow. Our podcast has always been a, has a history of predicting Nintendo Direct as well. <laughs> That's true. There you go. There you go. Yeah, it does make it sound more like uh, like somebody very wise and you know, like knowledgeable. You're a, a fellow, <laughs> so it definitely uh, sounds interesting there. Uh, Mike says, "I still think Steve should be our editor fellow." <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, definitely, uh, definitely pretty interesting to see. And uh, you know, I think I feel like part of it too is that. We're getting up on, you know, it's been a while now. There's going to be financial things that are happening, you know, briefings that they're going to have to give investors and stuff. So they needed somebody there to represent the company at these types of events. So I think that's kind of why they had to make that decision uh, soon as well. And excuse me. So it'll be interesting too. And I want to say, I want to say I read like the end of October is when the next briefing or like investor stuff is. So probably in the next couple of weeks, we'll be seeing, uh, this new president in action and kind of seeing, you know, what his thoughts are and stuff and, and getting a, a better sense of that. So it'll be interesting to see definitely as we head into the, the holiday season as well. Definitely. 
Um, I do also want to give a shout out to uh, so guest six, by the way. So he did confirm uh, the secret word and everything. Um, and uh, so his name is Munib. So shout out to Munib. Uh, he did email me his uh, address and stuff. So I'll pass that on to you, Greg, afterwards, and you can kind of send off the the um, that copy to him. Uh, so we will get that over to you, Munib. So congrats for for winning. Thank you for for, uh, for participating in that. Uh, but like I said, we have more uh, giveaways coming up soon. So uh, the next one that I want to do is I want to have uh, uh, somebody call into the podcast. Uh, you got to call into the podcast for the next one. So, you know, if you're not called in right now, I want to give you some time to do so. So if you head to, um, actually, I'll just give you the number. It's probably the easiest. So if you dial uh, 724 Four 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 seven four four four. It's a lot of fours, but it's uh, one one more time. That's seven two four 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 seven four four four. Um, and then uh, you'll be able to to dial in. You will need the call ID number, and the call ID number is five nine two six four, and then the pound sign. So five nine two six four and the pound sign. So I talked to page. I put that in the YouTube uh, chat right now. So if you are watching it on YouTube, you can you view it right there. Colin. Perfect. Thanks, Barry. So yeah, definitely. Uh, so get your phones ready. Call in. Uh, once you call in, you'll be on hold, and then I'll be able to pick somebody there. So you feel free to call in now, so you'll be ready for when that uh, for when that comes around. Um, so get ready. Your chance to win a ten dollar eShop gift card is coming up. Uh, any other thoughts on the uh, the new Nintendo presidents or uh, anything else? Yes, time will tell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it's 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 pretty early to say because uh, even like Iwata, like when he first started, I mean, people didn't really know him, you know, much, and he kind of grew into now, like you know, everybody knew who Iwata was. I mean, he made such an impact, so it's really hard to say early on how some people will do. So I guess it's just a matter of kind of waiting it out and seeing uh, seeing what happens. Definitely. But his first true test will be this holiday season. So let's talk holiday. So uh, Nintendo has uh, made some some announcements, some more details on what's happening this holiday season. Uh, Unfortunately, it involves a delay of a game. Uh, It seems to be, I feel like that's a pattern. I I feel like it's becoming a a very frequent pattern, unfortunately. Star Fox Zero. Always with the big games, too. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's, it's. Uh, I don't know. What, well, we'll discuss it, I guess. <laughs> but uh, Star Fox Zero was going to come out November 20th, but it's been pushed back to Q1 of next year. Uh, so what is coming this holiday season? Well, uh, there's Yoshi's Woolly World on October 16th, uh, which has been out in other countries for quite a while now. Uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival on November 13th. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles X, December 4th, Devil's Third, December 11th. Uh, also, they just announced today, I believe, Mario Tennis Ultra Smash comes out November 20th for Wii U as well. Um, and there's, you know, a bunch of other games as well. Fatal Frame, digital only, but that's coming out this holiday, too. Yeah, so that's another one. Fatal Frame, made in the black water. Um, so that's another one there. So... What do you guys think of the holiday season? Like, do you see games that are listed here and you're like, yes, I'm so excited for it? Or, like, Star Fox Zero, the main one that you're really looking forward to? Or, or what are your thoughts on this? Yeah. 
Starfox is really the big one that I was waiting for. And so, I mean, we've talked about it before. Um, same with Zelda, same with these other games um, that have gotten an unfortunate delay. Um, like Miyamoto's, you know, Don Record to say, you know, uh, a rushed game is a bad one, but a, but a delayed one is eventually good. It's kind of a paraphrase, I think, of what he said. But, um, and and I agree, you know, for the most part with that. And so, you know, I, I want a game like Star Fox to be really good because I'm a big Star Fox fan and I want it to be something that I'm really enjoying. But at the same time, it, it's kind of unfortunate because what else is there that's brand new that can really push Nintendo through the holiday season? I mean, there's, there's some quality games that I think would appeal to some people, but the games like, you know, names like Zelda and Mario and, and Star Fox, um, those appeal to the masses. Um, you can get some big um, uh, sales for them. So as a company, I feel like this is kind of unfortunate that they had to delay it. Um, as a gamer, I, I, I'm okay with it as long as it's not a huge delay because I do want a better game. Um, but just in terms of the company's health, it's got to be kind of a, a, a downer, I guess, um, for them to have to delay like a big title like that because it could get them big numbers throughout the holiday season. You know, pushing a game like that back to early the next year, um, you know, while it's it's decent, you know, it, you know, too many games, good games come out in the early part of the year. So that's kind of cool because it's spread out the calendar a little more. But um, I don't know. It, it, the rest of the titles are just, just so-so in my mind. Um, I mean, Yoshi's Willy World is going to be okay. Um, it could be, you know, uh, you know, a, a potentially a big seller, um, but it could end up, you know, like um, like the Kirby game too. And you know, just a certain, you know, a small number of people end up getting it. It's cool, it's cute, and everything. But um, I don't know if they put numbers like Star Fox could. Um, I really think, uh, I think Mario Maker could be their big seller throughout the holiday season. You know, even though it it released earlier. Um, that's the only game, like, in the entire, like, second half of this year that, that I see that, I'm, like, I'm thinking this, this could be, you know, a big holiday holiday seller um, other than, you know, some of the third-party games with, like, the Infinity and, and Lego Dimensions and Skylanders and things like that. But in terms of first-party, um, Mario Maker might be it, what they got to kind of carry on for the rest of the year. Yeah. Definitely. What are, what are your thoughts, Greg? I kind of wanted to echo those sentiments. It kind of seems like this holiday, even compared to last year, it just seems like it's kind of lacking on expectations. And I think that is obviously due to missing Star Fox this year. But even that, mm-hmm. as a Star Fox fan, I can still see that as probably their main title that they had going for them this year. It had the most excitement leaving E3 after, I mean, besides Mario Maker. So it just kind of seems like it might end up hurting them in the long run. And as Steve said, Mario Maker probably has the ability to power through the holiday season as it continues to gain traction and coverage and all the unique levels people are creating now. So there's that as well. Um, Yoshi's Woolly World might be more of a, like a niche title. I mean, I'm planning on getting that one. That's the only game that I'm looking forward to really for first party with you. Um, in terms of the 3DS side, I don't know if you had talked about Triforce Heroes, but I think that one might have some ability to sell to the younger crowd at least. But I didn't know what too much to expect with that one. I don't really have a 
ton of people I could be playing that one with. So I definitely think that the 3DS has already entered its last life on for its life cycle. Is there's not really a whole lot of games coming out for it even next year that I'm looking forward to. So the 3DS needs to still power through the holidays to continue doing well. Otherwise, I might start losing support early on like the Wii did. But other than that, I think, I don't know. <laughs> don't know what to expect. Maybe they'll be shocked and they'll have huge sellers too. So you never really can tell. Right. How are you, Barry? I've been sitting here digesting all this, you know, getting my, my answer ready. I see Steve's smile already. He's, he's been waiting. He's been waiting for this. Uh, anyone who's listened to this podcast for a while will know that that uh, my big conundrum for this year was what was going to be my game of the year between Zelda and Xenoblade. And since Zelda was delayed, you know, my big game of the year is Xenoblade. So in terms of gamer, I'm happy. I'm set. Uh, will I be getting all the other Nintendo games? Yes, because I love Mario Tennis every iteration, so I will be playing that. Uh, Yoshi's Woolly World will definitely be picking up, and uh, Amiibo Festival as well. And even the DS side, I've got to get Triforce Heroes, and, and well, I just got Chibi Robo, so, you know, I'm getting those. Um, in terms of a business side, it's very weak. And I don't say that because... I think I don't think there's a lot of good games because there are a lot of good games. The problem is, is that they've got three big titles from big franchises. They've got, they've got they had Star Fox was supposed to be coming out, big franchise. They had Yoshi and they had Xenoblade. And Xenoblade has out, been out in Japan, and Yoshi has been out in Europe and Japan. So for Japan, they don't have anything really. Uh, nothing. And Europe has Xenoblade and we have Xenoblade and Yoshi. Uh, and I, I think that's really bad business. And I know like Amiibo Festival was delayed a little bit to try to cushion that blow. Um, but it's it's really sad. And from a gamer, I'm fine with the delay because every time a Nintendo game has been delayed, it's been really, really good and really, really worth the wait. And I... And looking forward to that. I really want to see that. I want to see good creativity and all that stuff. But they need to do something. Now, as for what Greg, you said about the 3DS, I don't think it's going to lose support. I don't think it's going to lose support at all. And the reason I say that is the Vita is still getting support. And Sony has stated they are not developing any games for it. It is clearly not selling well. And there are still games. In fact, one game just came out today. Uh, which is Persona, Dance All Night, just came out today for the Vita. So with titles like Atlas and NIS, they're still putting out games for the Vita. If they're putting out games for the Vita, they're putting out games for the 3DS. The 3DS has Nintendo support. The 3DS is selling really well. The 3DS can can market itself this holiday by backing on Mario Kart 7 and Smash Brothers and just say, hey, you know, if Nintendo's smart, what they'll do is they'll put out a player's choice lineup. They will put out a player's choice lineup this holiday for the 3DS. $20 Smash Brothers, $20 Mario Kart 7, 3, 3D World, or 3D Land, I mean, uh, Link Between Worlds. Just just throw out the older games again. Uh, Star Fox uh, 64 3D is out of print. Kid Icarus Uprising is out of print. Bring those back in. You'll get people. You'll get new members. Wii U really can't do that. Like, the, I guess they could bring Pikmin 3 back, which is out of print, and Game and Wario, but 
don't know. They need something there, and hopefully next year will be a little bit better. They actually, um, uh, Barry, I think they just announced, um, I don't know if it's been announced for America yet, but I, I saw some people um, throwing around some ideas that, that there is a player's choice or a discount lineup for the 3DS, and it does involve Mario Kart 7, and I can't remember the other titles off the top of my head. I think there's like five of them. Um, but, yeah, they, I think I think they, I they need to. And it's so far it's and, Europe only, though. Is it Europe only? Okay. So, so far. I think that the Ameri- I think when they did that for Wii, I think it was they announced it in America or uh, in Europe first too, and so and then it was like a week or so later when they finally announced it in the United States. So I think it's it's probably the same thing, and it's coming down the yeah. line. Uh, but I think they also need to. I think along those lines, they need to to, to drop the price. Um, if they drop the price of the overall system, um, maybe but can make a couple more you know really attractive bundles. It will carry itself, you know, because people like kids would be like, "Oh, I can finally get one because my parents will finally afford it." When you know they're telling me, "No, no, no, it's too much." Finally, it's you know affordable for me, and it will sell like hotcakes throughout the the holiday season too. Yeah, it's just smart business, uh, and I hope they do it, and I hope they do it here. And one thing I just realized is, Sean mentioned it, although I had a I had a call up one of them. Uh, none of them, none of us mentioned Devil Third and Fatal Frame. Two mature-rated games on Nintendo systems. Two games coming out this holiday. Fatal Frame, which people begged for, and there are so many people disappointed it's digital only. I think that's going to hurt the sales. I know many people won't be picking it up because of that. Where Devil's Third, the reviews are killing that game uh, completely, and that is getting a physical release. Uh, and I don't think either game will honestly help the Wii U. If, if Nintendo was smart, they would advertise those games. Even if Devil's Third sucks, advertise it. Show it on TV. Get the teenage crowd to see guns and stuff and firing. But they don't have Call of Duty this year uh, like they did the previous years. And that's going to hurt. Or Assassin's Creed. <laughs> or Assassin's Creed. You know, another one that was pulled away. So they need something. They need to say, hey, look, mature titles, Fatal Frame, Devil's Third, Xenoblade Chronicles X. Like do it, do a thing targeted to that. Show Smash Brothers, you know. Show show things like that. Do you think? I mean, is it is it almost too late to attract that kind of crowd though? Does it almost feel like that those those crowd have moved on to to other systems and they've kind of already dismissed the Wii U because they dismissed Wii, and and it's kind of just got that that connotation, you know. Unfortunately. And and I think a lot of people, gamers that have been looking for that kind of title, have already dismissed it, and they wouldn't pay attention. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, the game kind of thing's cool, but I've already got my PS4 that I'm already playing, you know, Call of Duty on, so I don't really care um, about any of this other stuff." Honestly, I think it's too late to get the core of that that demographic. I absolutely do agree. Uh, definitely would have been more useful at the start, but I still don't think it's too late to market the Wii U as a second system. Marketing it as the only system is a fail base at this point. They need, you know, a good team will play to the strengths and play to the weaknesses. And if their weakness is to, to be stuck in that second system uh, scenario for this generation, which they are, you know, many people will not buy an Xbox One if they have a PS4 or a PS4 if they have an Xbox One, but they'll go out and buy a Wii U to play Nintendo games. They need to market that. 
they need to have two commercials this holiday, one to target the teens with the more mature stuff, and then one to target the everybody with Yoshi and with Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival and Mario Kart 8 and stuff like that. Because from what I've seen, everybody really liked the Mario Maker commercial. I agree. I think that commercial was really, really smart and really, really well done. And it was advertised. It was out there. It wasn't just on Nickelodeon. I saw it on like ABC and I saw it on NBC and CBS. Like they pushed that. And I've seen kids walking into Toys R Us, Mommy, I want Mario Maker. And I'm like, yes, finally some recognition. Like let's get these games out there. Uh, Nintendo needs to do that. They need to take that example. Because I don't know if you remember when the GameCube launched. And I know the GameCube is probably the worst example to bring up since it came in third place and sold 20 million units. But they had a marketing campaign when that thing launched that I thought was brilliant. I don't know if you remember, it had everything in cubes. It had like a basketball player in cube for courtside. It had an X-Wing in there for Rogue Squadron. You know, it, 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 everything was like cubes, but in real world. Like they had the guy in the jet ski for Wave Race Blue Storm. And I thought that was really, really well done because it was not only in, in uh, you know, on TV and commercials and video, but it was also in print magazines. And I thought that was a really interesting campaign, a lot better than like Sony's PlayStation 3 baby, which just gave us nightmare. Uh, but they need something like that. They need something edgy, not what the Wii U launched with, where it was just a bunch of people in like a cubicle playing new Super Mario Bros. U, and it looked really shitty. Like it didn't even convey. So if they can get back to that edgier advertising, even for the kiddier stuff, edgier advertising I think will sell to everybody, and especially to playing towards that second generation or that the second system demographic. Like, you need a new system this holiday, you're busy with your PS4, you're tired of it, look at this library of games. You miss Pikmin 3, Smash Brothers, Mario Kart 7, Donkey Kong Country, Mario 3D World, New Super Mario Brothers U. There's a huge library of games that people now who have not had a Wii U can go back and play AAA titles that will carry them through next year, no problem. But Barry, mobile games is the future. <laughs> I know, I know, but no, no. Well, hey, they have their big mobile game coming out this year or whatever, their first one. So maybe that might be their big push this year. Who knows? They already have Pokemon um, There you go. I, I'm, I'm just stoked about Pokemon, what is it, mobile, or whatever the one they call it. Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. Go. My goodness. Like, if they just, if they release a trailer like that for every Wii U game, that would be enough. Yeah. Like that exactly. was like possibly the best thing they've put out in the last several <laughs> years in terms of marketing. It was it got me stoked, and I'm like kind of like half and half in terms of Pokemon. But I, as soon as I saw that, I'm like I'm I'm downloading that day one. It's going to happen. Well, you know why, Steve? I'll tell you why that advertisement was so good. It's because ever since Pokemon came out in Game Boy, people have wanted a 3D Pokemon game and an open world, an MMO kind of. And we, the closest we got was Coliseum and XD, and neither of them were really that great, and they were very limiting. But people have been wanting it so long to finally see this. It doesn't matter if the game sucks. It's just finally seeing something that we've wanted for 15 years. That's what made it so great. Besides the fact it was really good advertising, and seeing fucking Mewtwo being battled in Times Square just makes me want to run over there right now and fucking, you know, start fighting, you know? Like, here we go. Let's do this. Because I could see that really happening in Times Square. Yeah. Um, so I want to kind of put a pause in the discussion real quick because we do have a call. Oh, never mind. The caller just hung up. 
Well, okay. sorry, caller, you missed your chance. I was just about to get you on the line. You could have won your your prize. So call uh, back quick. Call back quick. Whoever's from Illinois, call us back, um, and uh, we'll try and get you on the line um, there. Um, so uh, with the other thing I kind of wanted to mention as well that Nintendo uh, did uh, either did it just release or is about to release. I think it just released the new 3DS. Um, the new 3DS. Uh, in America. So we finally got that here. Um, so it was one of the things where it never was announced initially and we're all like, wait a second, what's happening? Is it not coming? So they finally announced it. As of now, it's in that bundle with, uh, I think it's the Animal Crossing Happy Home Designer, that bundle they have. Uh, and so it's now available in America or soon will be, I think. But um, So that might be another thing that they're going to try and push in the holidays. We'll have to uh, to wait and see. Uh, but I think also, you know, a lot of their existing games, I mean, they just have to be able to push it, too. I mean, Smash Brothers, for an example, um, tomorrow, right? Isn't there a new DLC tomorrow, a new stage, Super Mario Maker stage? Uh, um, so they have DLC coming, you know, for Smash Brothers. So why not push that? Why not push, you know, I don't know, work on more Mario Kart DLC and push that game? I mean, those games, you know, are, are going to be good and people will want to play them. So push more content for them and people will, will be excited. So, um, definitely. Speaking of Smash Bros. Sure. DLC, the ballot ends this week, doesn't it? The voter ballot. Oh yeah, I think out. so. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. I think that there's, um, I mean, they're, they're pushing games like, like that, like, you know, push, keep pushing Mario Kart 8, um, you know, pushing Smash Brothers. They're, they keep pushing Splatoon. It seems like every time I turn around, there's new content with that, you know, it, I wonder if, you know, between Splatoon and Super uh, Mario Maker, you know, what might be, you know, the, that might be competing for the, the top game of the year um, in terms of sales um, throughout the holiday season because um, they keep pushing Splatoon, um, which is cool. They just need to be able to put that same kind of advertising and that same sort of support between behind these other titles. Um, and I think that, that it's going to really help because I think, you know, like, they have some really quality titles like Xenoblade. Um, Barry has already mm-hmm. told you it's going to be fantastic. The the entire thing is, is awesome, but you know, without the proper advertising, no one's really going to know about the game, and and no one's going to know how awesome it could be um, because they're not really pushing it. And and the same thing with you know some of these other titles as well. Um, that you know if if they're going to push back like an automatic big seller like Star Fox into the next year, then they're going to have to show us why we need to get these other titles in place of Star Fox. Um, because they are good, but they need to help us understand why they're good. Because no one's going to just naturally just run out and buy, you know, a, a title that they've not really heard about um, this holiday season. They, they need that marketing behind it. Yeah. Definitely. And uh, uh, Mike in the chat mentioned uh, supposedly there's leaked out possibly the Octolane content for Splatoon next week. So um, there's possibly, like being, I think, being able to play as the Octolane. Um, so, you know, hopefully uh, hopefully that, that does happen. I think that would be that'd be pretty cool. So, yeah, they just got to keep the content going. I mean, you know, even if it's not, if they can't do full new games, then just keep content going for their existing games. Give people a reason to continue playing games. Keep Nintendo in their mind, basically, through the holidays. So um, I think that's definitely important. Um, I do want to quickly just jump to a giveaway here. So nobody did uh, call in. We did the one person that called in and hung up. So you missed your chance. Sorry. But I did want to do another giveaway for this here. 
So I'm going to post or I'm going to uh, pose this question here so everybody get ready. Uh, so the question is, this is kind of podcast related. Um, the first, um, the first guest that we had on the podcast, who was it? Like not from the podcast crew, but who was the first guest that we had on our podcast? Um, does anybody know? You can post in the chat. And then I will uh, I'll let you know. You can win a $10 shop gift card. The first guest that we had on the podcast. Uh, I'll give you a couple hints as we as we kind of um, uh, as we kind of talk along. Um, this guest came back on the podcast later on, so we've had him on twice. Him, it was a him. We've had him on twice. Um, Unintentional hint there. Uh, well, yeah, I guess it's another hint right there. Yeah. Um, and I guess the um, the the episode, the first episode he was on, was probably one of the longest episodes that we have had. <laughs> Am I right, Steve? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think other than I think recently, like within the last year, we had something where it was really really long. I think it was like a year end thing, or maybe our five year anniversary or something like that. It was really really long, but. Next to that episode, it might be our longest, actually. So, definitely, definitely top three longest. I'll give you, give you guys one final hint, and this is going to make it really easy. Um, was it Justin? No, it was not. Um, his name was not Justin. Um, so, with all right, I'll give I'll give one final hint, and this is going to be kind of easy for people to look it up. It was episode number five. Episode number five was the one that, that uh, he first was on. So it was an interview. So if you don't know, go look it up now. Now's your chance. Look up episode number five. Find out his name. And, uh, um, and you'll get your chance. And if you do, if anybody still wants to call in, I do have more eShop gift cards as well. So definitely call in. And uh, we have more chances to, to get some cards as well. Um, heck, if you call in and say hi, I'll give you a gift card. So there you go. First person to just call <laughs> and say hi. Um, so it looks like Ross, Ross uh, got it right there. So congrats to Ross. Tommy Tallarico from Video go, Games Ross. Live. Um, so shout out to Ross, by the way. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's been, he's been listening from like the very beginning, really, from the six years. Because I know early on in the podcast, we did like our PAX East meetup. Uh, and I know Steve and I were there. and We met Ross there as well. Um, so he, I know he's been listening like from the very beginning, pretty much. So, so shout out to Ross. We definitely appreciate you listening uh, all these years, and that is really awesome. So, um, congrats! You got the uh, the eShop gift card. So, Ross, if you want to uh, email me um, at my Nintendo Fuse email, I will send you the code. So, my email is um, hassan h a s s a n at nintendofuse.com. So, shoot me an email, Ross, and I'll get you your uh, your ten dollars. Uh, on the eShop. So have fun with that and let us know, you know, what you end up uh, getting with it, basically. Um, so, yeah, so that is that. But like I said, first person to call into the podcast and just say hi, because we always love getting listeners and, and callers on the show. You'll get 10 bucks too. So go for it. Call us now. <laughs> Now's your chance. Um, all right. So that is uh, that topic there. Um, any other thoughts on the holiday lineup? Um, 
I know. I, I just, I literally, as I was thinking about it, I was remembering the Smash for the DLC. So that comes out tomorrow, um, which I'm excited about. Uh, do you guys think we're going to have, they're going to do some other surprise stuff and, uh, um, <laughs> like, have more things aside from the Super Mario Maker stage? I'm sure there's going to be some costumes, but do you think, like, we're going to get, like, a new character or anything? Not tomorrow. The, before the not holidays. Yeah. yeah, definitely before the holiday, but not tomorrow. Yeah. I think, yeah, it, it, it seems like it's just weird if, if they don't get at least one more stage because, like, all the different mock-ups, like, of, their, of the screen kind of show, like, one little spot still open on the stage select and everything, at least one spot. So it'd be weird if they didn't have at least one more to kind of fill in that blank. Um, but at the same time, it would be weird if they didn't keep supporting it. Um, it really seems like lately with what they've done, um, with, um, you know, Mario Kart 8, you know, supporting that, you know, quite a long time after it came out, um, Splatoon's getting support like all the time and what they've done so far through, through Smash Brothers, I, I'd be surprised if they just all of a sudden are like, nope, this is it, you know, we're done. Um, I think it's been something they've seen, um, you know, how they continue to support the game. It has been good for them, I would assume. And so I, I don't see them stopping anytime soon. Um, I think they're going to continue it as much. I think they should continue it as much as they can until they release the, the next game out on their next console. Um, why not just keep supporting the game? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so we have some callers on the line. So uh, somebody from Texas yeah. was the uh, first caller here. And there are more callers too. Don't <laughs> hang up. You know, you may get some, some more chances as well. Um, so, hello from Texas. How are you? Uh, hey, what's going on, guys? Not much. Hey. What's your name? Uh, my name is Richard. Richard. Hey, Richard. How's it going? Hey, it's going good. So, um, uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go for it. Oh, well, I just, I just had a question. Um, uh, just going to ask the whole panel. Um, what do you guys think of possibly maybe a maybe a Wii U price drop maybe like coming up in the future with the NX coming out, maybe that can push a couple more um, sales, I guess. And also um, with Smash, I'm a big Smash Bros player, so I was curious what you guys think about the ballot and who's going to possibly, like the characters it could possibly be, um, who you guys want, you know, stuff like that. Uh, Let's see. So I guess Wii U price drop, um, do I think it should happen? Absolutely. Will it happen? <laughs> That's another question, I guess. Um, I don't want to see like... them doing some bundles before they yeah. drop the price. Like I could see them doing some some cool holiday bundles, but I don't know about dropping the price just yet. You know, they probably throw in some free games before they they drop the price just yet. Yeah, I think they'll definitely do some kind of bundle. They'll have to. I think if they're smart, they'll do a Smash Brothers Mario Kart 8 bundle. And, oh. or, a, or maybe even Mario Maker, one, uh, two of the three, or all three. I'd buy it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just did the Mario Maker system bundle with the exclusive Amiibo, which was definitely trying to push sales. Uh, in reality, it just probably pissed off more people than it did get them sales. Um, and then I guess for the Smash Brothers ballot, um, I don't know who, I feel like, I don't know exactly if they're going to truly listen to, like, who the top winner is. I think they're going to use the ballot as kind of, like, an idea of, like, you know, based on this, you know, one of the top winners was this, and maybe you'll make somebody out of it. 
Uh, I don't know who, uh, though, that they would pick. I'm trying to think. Because it's hard to decide, like, who they would turn into a character and who they would stay for, like, the next Smash Brothers game. Um, hmm. The ballot is kind of up in the air. Yeah, really. Who who would you like to see, Richard? Who who would you like to see in Smash Brothers? Um, hmm. I'm I'm a really big um, Shovel Knight. I like Shovel Knight. I think he could be interesting. Uh, an indie character he could represent. Um, for like I guess you know the whole all the games that are that are on there. I mean he's he's a pretty cool character. Everyone seems to be excited about the Amiibo um coming out for him. So I think him would be cool. I like King K. Rule. I like that also. Uh, and more Donkey Kong support. So that's what that's what I would that's what I would choose. I can't speak. No worries, man. That's, 
It's, I appreciate you calling in, definitely. And the, the cool thing about the, the podcast that we like to do is, you know, we like to make it interactive. We like to hear from a lot of different people and see what you guys have to say. Because you hear us talk all the time. I mean, I'm sure it'll get boring, you know. So we definitely like to have other people call in. So we do appreciate that. Um, uh, if I could ask a question, is there any game looking that you're looking forward to this holiday season for Wii U or 3DS? Well, I'm really looking forward to – I know it's already out, even though it's not holiday. Um, I'm kind of really looking forward to – um, I really want to get Mario Maker, but as for holiday, oh, I haven't really checked out the holiday lineup for the Wii U and 3DS. I've been kind of, you know, just not looking at that stuff for now. I've just been kind of distracted, so I have to look into that. But um, what about you guys? What are you guys excited for? I think somebody already asked you this, but what are you guys excited for? Um, well, unfortunately, with some of the delays and stuff, there's not as much to be excited for now, I guess. Um <laughs> But uh, personally, um, looking at the list, uh, I don't think I, I uh, actually said what I was going through. I'll probably get Yoshi's Woolly World. Um, I did get the Yarn Yoshi, and it just looks adorable. Uh, Animal Crossing Amiibo Festival, while, you know, it's not what I was kind of expecting, I'm still going to get it, and I have all the Amiibo cards and everything. It'll be kind of cool to, to check it out still. So uh, those are probably some of the ones that I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to, at least. Sonic Boom Fire Nice. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was delayed. Not at all. Delayed 2016. But, yeah, so uh, thank you for calling in. And you know what? For calling in, and because uh, we appreciate you calling in, I want to get you the last $10 uh, um, eShop card as well because I do uh, appreciate that. So so thank you for, for calling in. Um, so if you want to uh, shoot me an email as well, uh, Hassan, H-A-S-S-A-N, at NintendoFuse.com. Okay. I'll have um, to is – that, is that just your name, at NintendoFuse.com? Yeah, or yep. just message me on YouTube, too, because I know your username or whatever, so that way I'll know who it is. Um, either way, um, you know how to get in touch with me, so um, I'll see. Um, All right. And then yeah, we'll, uh, we'll get you that. Yeah, thanks, but, uh, dude. Thank I you like, for calling I, in. I really wanted to get that card, but, yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Have a great day. Thank you again. And I'm apologizing again for you. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to scare you off. But I want you to know I'm sorry. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I muted him or whatever. Uh, yeah, but, see, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, there's a here at Nintendo Fuse. You know, heartfelt apology. <laughs> and it's hung up, you know, just muted. Just like, no. <laughs> I want, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm I sorry. Was See, I'm blaming you again. Twice now. It's all my fault. It's all my fault, guys. Um, but no, just so, guys, I mean, we all um, we all love each other, and we all um, are a big family here at Nintendo Fuse, so um, it's definitely uh, all in good fun. Um, I do – oh, never mind. I was going to get Johnny on the call just to say hi and, and how everything's going, uh, but shout-out to Johnny anyways. Uh, if you want to call back in and, and, and say hi, we'll, we'll get you on the line uh, as well. Uh, but we do appreciate everybody for, for calling and, 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 and joining in because it's always fun to, to hear from everybody. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that is, let's see. So we are kind of talking about the the games coming this holiday. And the last topic is kind of related to what's coming beyond the holiday season, uh, which is the NX. So, excuse me, we still don't know exactly what Nintendo NX is whether it's a console or handheld or both or neither or whatever, who knows? But there's a couple of things out there. That, um, yeah, exactly. That too. Um, 
And so we don't know, you know, exactly what it is, uh, but there's a couple of patents that are, that are out there that might be kind of interesting and might hint at some possibilities. One of them is a controller of sorts that seems to have a screen to it. It seems like it's just a generic uh, mock-up there, but the main piece is that the shoulder buttons um, actually can like uh, uh, scroll, basically. Like they're kind of like little scroll wheels as shoulder buttons, uh, which is kind of interesting. And the other patent, or I don't know if it's the same patent, but more details or a separate one, but it talks about haptic feedback uh, on the screen. Um, I know haptic feedback is something that's kind of been talked about for a while here and there. It's always sort of been rumored for when Wii U would come in and et cetera. Um, but uh, the, the scrollable wheels on the, on the controller, I, when I saw that, I was like, like, has anybody like not thought of that before? I, I thought it was actually kind of interesting. I, I don't know. Like I was like, wait a second, that's actually kind of like genius to me. Like, is, is that just me? Like, is that like some crazy idea that like people have not thought of, or I, I don't know. Yeah, it's weird that we haven't seen that before, <laughs> um, because it does kind of seem interesting. It seems almost like a no-brainer in a way, like to at least have seen it in some form or fashion before, but we haven't. And I think that it's exciting. I think uh, I've heard, you know, some different people thoughts around different ideas of how it could be used. Um, I think at the the very least, you know, and like in shooters, being able to like switch between weapons really easily and um, different things like that, just kind of, you know, fine tuning maybe, you know, fine tuning your your aiming and stuff in, in FPSs. Um, but then there's so many other options that I could think of that could, you know, could work as well. And you could still make them clickable, so it's not like you're losing the button altogether. You're just making, you know, adding to the button. Um, which is pretty cool. I now having um, haptic feedback in my iPhone 6s, um, I can I can definitely tell you it's it's cool um, to have that feedback. I guess in in terms of your your presses on the screen and everything. So if if it has a screen, it better be multi-touch. Um, it better be a, a normal you know modern multi-touch screen. Um, and if it has haptic feedback, that'd be even cooler because. You know, now if you use on-screen buttons, you actually have some sort of feedback and some tactile, you know, response. Um, so I think both of those aspects could be, it should if they're not if they're not in there, it, it, they're they're thinking along the right kind of lines. I think for for this next system, if if they're you know thinking down those lines of implementing both of those things. Definitely, definitely. Um, I do want to real quick get uh, Johnny on the line since uh, he's has called back here. Um, hey, Johnny, how's it going? Hey, what's up, guys? Hey, not much, not much. Thank you for, for calling in. We wanted to get you on the line. I know you didn't get a chance to before. We figured, you know, we want to hear from more people. We want to hear people's thoughts and figured we'd uh, we'd get you on the line. So so thank you for calling in. Yeah, for sure. Thank you, guys. Thanks. Uh, congrats on the six years of the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. So I want to ask, since we're talking about Nintendo NX, is there anything that you would want to see in this in this new system, or, or what do you think of these these uh, these patents or anything? Um, probably the thing I just want you know more third party support, of course, and you know just more people that get it. You know, I'm like my group of friends. Uh, there's only like one or two that I know of that have a Wii U, and personally, I think the Wii U is great. And I'm just hoping that uh, NX will be something that, you know, will get as popular as like, the Wii did. Um, yeah. 
No, I'm definitely with you there because, you know, more people getting it, the more support it'll get, and it only kind of grows from there. Definitely, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, in the meantime, is there any games for, like, the holiday season that you're that you're looking forward to? Um, I was excited for Star Fox, but that was delayed, which, you know, I'm totally fine with. It's going to, you know, help them make a better game. Um, other than that, there wasn't too much that I'm really excited for this holiday, but I'm, I'm sure I'll find something. Xenoblade. Yeah. <laughs> Xenoblade, yeah, definitely Xenoblade. I'll be definitely picking that up. So. I just haven't <laughs> played any any of the old uh, older ones, so. Well, now you have a homework assignment between now and December 4th to get a new 3DS <laughs> and get Xenoblade Chronicles for it. Yeah. Yeah. So many homework assignments have been given out by Barry over the last month. <laughs> yeah. That is true. I, have, I think we've all failed those homework assignments too, probably. <laughs> I've asked for um, a few extensions. <laughs> I don't know what Sorry, I'm Barry. <laughs> um, see, I want everybody out there to see the love I get. No one, no one <laughs> You know, people mute people on me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Johnny, uh, thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. And, uh, you know, hopefully when NX rolls around, we'll have more people get in the system and we can all kind of have some fun with it. In the meantime, you know, if you have any Wii U games, uh, definitely uh, hit us up and we'll we'll try and play some stuff online. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've only been a listener for like a year and a half or so, but keep up the good work, guys. And again, congrats on the six years. Thank, thank you. you. Appreciate it. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you. Yeah, sure. Thanks. All right. Um, so, yeah, definitely, again, it's it's awesome to hear from you guys and, and have you guys be a part of it. So, so thank you again to everybody. Um, so continuing with the, the NX discussion, um, uh, Greg, do you have any uh, thoughts on uh, the patents for NX? Yeah, I think that the clickable buttons is really, for me, really nifty. But obviously, Steve's already went into detail about those. Um, I'm, I'm still on the belief that it's going to be a, a 3DS replacement, not the Wii U, but... There might be a Wii U replacement further down the line, but right now I'm seeing it being more of the 3DS successor. But that's pretty much about all I've really seen. I mean, obviously the Wii U gamepad could easily be like a 3DS, like a <clears throat> providing the size is right, it could still be a portable system. I mean, the gamepad could have technically been portable if it wasn't attached. But um, yeah, I guess I'm still waiting to hear more information next year about it. Really excited to know what's going, what's going to be happening next. Nice, yeah, definitely will be really cool to to see what uh, what happens with it. Uh, what about you, Barry? Uh, I'm uh, I'm really liking overall what I see, but I'm also cautious because if you remember when the Wii U was first shown in patents, it had two circle pads. Instead of analog sticks, and a lot of people are like, no, we need analog sticks. And that was changed to analog sticks for the release. Uh, so obviously any of this stuff can change. Um, the more I see about it, I mean, it definitely is mirroring the Wii U gamepad. There's no denying that. Uh, and to me, seeing that would screen backwards compatibility if that op- no optical drive thing uh, turns out to be false, would definitely be backwards compatible. And I almost feel like not putting that in and having it be backwards compatible is almost shooting themselves in the foot uh, just because, you know, hey, you guys 
missed out on the Wii games or the Wii U library. Now you can play it all in one system. And I really think, look, look at what Microsoft just did with backwards compatibility. Uh, I really think, I, I understand if they want all new games to be on like little cards like the 3DS. That's fine. But to kill backwards compatibility completely uh, in terms of being able to use your previously purchased games, I think is going to hurt. They say, hey, you can play Pikmin 3 on it. You just have to repurchase the game. It's just going to piss people off. They're not going to want to buy the game again when they already can play it on a Wii U. Um, but I'm, it'd also be, sorry, it'd, it'd also be very uncharacteristic of them if they didn't have backwards compatibility. I mean, it's been pretty evident on like almost every system since what, like the the Wii, I guess, and in terms of home consoles, we played yeah. um, GameCube games and we used played Wii games, and it'd be weird if they didn't do that um, with their next home console. And the, the handheld has been the same way, too, you know, supporting the Game Boy and the Game Boy fans and everything before it. Yeah, I agree, and, and it would be uncharacteristic. Uh, as for, you know, something like the scroll wheel, I think is neat. I'm certainly looking forward to seeing how that works, especially if, like, the equivalent of the Z buttons are scroll wheels. And the R and L go back to like the GameCube's analog with the nice little curve. I think that would be a nice little mix of the two things if they did that. Uh, hmm. The two face buttons really confuses me. I don't see that sticking because everything else is four face buttons. All Nintendo systems right now are four face buttons. I don't see them limiting because if they did that, then if a company wanted to port their game over, they would have to. I mean, I remember when GameCube would have the games without the L one or the L because they only had the one Z button. It was really hard for certain third-party games to come over, and it just made things more difficult. And right now, they need to attract third parties, not make it difficult for them, make it as easy as possible. Um, but I really think NX is going to be an architecture. I don't think it's going to be a system. I think it's going to be like the Nintendo network is, the NX network, and it's going to be two systems or one system with the portable version and the home console. And I really hope they call it the Nintendo Fusion because then we could say, hey, we kind of had that name together. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> there you go. Um, I, I think that patent, by the way, I, I have a feeling I'm not taking too much stock in, like, that image there. I think it's just there. It's just a placeholder kind of a thing. Uh, if they did have two buttons, I think that would be a lot of unhappy people probably. Um, but, uh, I'm, you know, I'm going to kind of go out on a limb and make a prediction here and say I think that the NX, whatever it is, console, handheld, both, I think they might drop backwards compatibility. I think they might go for kind of a new um, architecture in a way where if it is console or handheld, you know, it's kind of like uh, its own fusion of things or whatever. And I think that they, they might want to not tie themselves down to whatever the previous systems had. Because if they're doing 3DS backwards compatibility, you know, it's got to have the two screens, you know, whether they, you know, keep the two screens or if they change things up or whatever, who knows. But you know, with the Wii U stuff, they're going to have to have something with a, a decent enough screen for the gamepad plus the TV. Like, you're going to have to have, the controller's going to have to have a screen. So I think they're going to either have to stick to those things, or if they really want to change things up, um, then, you know, like, are Wii Remote still going to be compatible with the system? Because if there's backwards compatibility, you're probably going to need Wii Remote compatibility on this one, too, which is like two generations of, or three generations of systems with the same controller there. So it's kind of, I feel like if there's ever a time where they're going to follow the trend of other companies and cut off like backwards compatibility, I think now might be the time where where that happens. I I, I don't know how I 
feel about that necessarily. I mean, part of me will be a little disappointed, uh, but then part of me also is kind of like, if if they're doing it and there's a good enough reason to kind of change things up and make it fresh and interesting, then that's also potentially good. But that's you know that's my prediction. I guess we'll see what uh, what happens with that. Yeah, I'm not. What? Go ahead, Greg. I did notice there's like a trend like with the, at least the handheld systems. It seems like with the Game Boy cartridges, the Game Boy Color cartridges, and Game Boy Advance, they were all like the same size. So it was always like two systems back. Now that the DS and the 3DS are basically identical cartridge except for that little hook, it almost seems like the next one will be a cartridge-like or have a shape of it and still support the DS and the 3DS games. But I don't know. That's the way I kind of see it based on that realization that I had when I was thinking about the previous Game Boy systems. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You think that I don't know. We I, I can Hassan just mentioned we have another caller, so I can wait on this question until afterward because it could spur on more conversation. <laughs> um, so we do have somebody from North Carolina on the line, so I do want to get them on so they can uh, say hi. So hello from North Carolina. Hi. Hey, what's your name? Um, DJ. DJ, hey DJ, how's it going? Um, oh, it's going good. Good, good. Thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. We we're just talking about the uh, the NX and kind of talking about you know what we wanted to see in the new system. Is there is there anything that uh, that you would want to see in, in the next system? Oh, the Nintendo NX, right? Yes, the NX. Well, um, I like to see um, uh, uh, well, um, and Instagram play also um, um, I can, I can uh, play on the TV also. Uh-huh. Uh huh. The so with the NX, um, is there any like specific features that you kind of want to see with it, or like um, uh, that you want to see, like we we're talking about the scrollable. Wheels? Do you think that would be kind of neat, or is there any? Yeah, like, what specific are you going actually? Yeah. What? Yeah, what are you kind of need? Cool, cool. Um, yeah, I think I think there's there's a lot of possibilities for that. Definitely, definitely. Um, um, yeah. Uh, is there is there any games that you're looking forward to this holiday? Well, um, I am looking forward to um, uh, Persona Five. Oh yeah. Persona Five. Yeah, Persona Five. I'm a big Persona fan actually. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think, uh, I yeah, the RPG games actually. Okay. Yeah, I know uh, Barry's a uh, big fan of the Persona series, right? Yeah, yeah. Did you get Dance All Night? Just came out today. Well, the only game I have is actually Persona Three, actually. Oh, okay, that's a good game. Yeah, I got the original actually. You know what you should pick up? You should pick up Persona Q on the 3DS. It's a really, really cool dungeon crawler game. Yeah, I got. I'm trying to figure it out now, actually. Chris's. Nice, awesome. Well, thank you for for calling in, and and uh, you know, hopefully, when whenever NX comes out, it has you know some of those cool features like the scrollable wheels and everything, and and uh, we'll see some exciting stuff with that. Uh, but enjoy uh, Persona and and uh, this holiday and everything, and and thank you for calling in. We appreciate it. Oh, has on? Yeah. Um. Well, I want you to say hi to the videos. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, awesome. Thank you for, for, for watching, and, and thank you for, for calling into the podcast as well. Thank you. Thank you for calling. Thanks. Have a good day. Thanks. You too. Bye.
All right. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I appreciate, again, uh, all the callers that, that do come in. Uh, and I do want to kind of mention the people in the, the chat as well. There's one of the guests saying, I really hope there's backwards compatibility, but I heard there's no disk drive in the patent, and I mainly physical copies. Um, so I know, uh, I know I think Barry's in agreement definitely there with the, the hopefully it's, it's uh, physical as well. So um, hopefully. Yeah. I think it could be one, you know, definitely a way that they could cut back in costs. I don't know how much really, because I mean, I know these, like with this new Apple TV, for instance, you know, they're going to be able to, it's not going to have the graphical power of these other systems, but, you know, they can do all that with just downloadable games for like under 50 bucks. So it would, you know, possibly drag down the cost of the console, but I don't know. I think they would make a lot of people upset if they didn't offer, you know, some way to play physical media. Um, but the question I had for you guys is, have you thought about, you know, the, the next handheld, whether it is, you know, this, this hybrid thing that people are thinking an NX could be, or maybe it's something else, um, should they continue with the dual screen, or would it be weird to go back to a single screen? Let's say this, this hybrid thing um, for NX really is like the Wii U, and that gamepad is your portable system that you can take away from it and then hook up to your TV when you get there and then add the dual screen play. Would it be weird for them to go back to single screen um, on a on their handheld, or should they, you know, should they keep dual screen? What, I don't know. What's your thoughts about that? Hmm. I don't think I really have a preference. I mean, yeah. uh, obviously, if they do go back to single screen, they obviously have the DS games on the Wii U gamepad by itself. So the backwards compatibility with the DS and 3DS wouldn't be a problem. Um, obviously, you wouldn't have the 3D features, but unless they somehow in integrate that in. But I would be fine with a single screen, and I would also be fine with still keeping the dual screen. Yeah, I mean, I think ultimately it's going to come down to the games, really. I, I feel like I've I've gotten so used to the two screens that, like, it's not, like, a, a wow factor for me anymore. It's kind of like, um, it's neat. But And the Wii U gamepad, in a sense, it's obviously not a portable, but it kind of somewhat feels like that, too, and it's got one screen on it. So it's like, you know, with off-TV play, I guess. So I, I, I don't really have a preference either way, either. I feel like it almost, it's like more the concept, I guess, because it's almost like now that they've kind of established this is like, you know, handheld for Nintendo involves two screens. So would that be, would it kind of seem like they're abandoning that concept if they go back to one screen? And I think, it, I guess, probably similar to if they were, for whatever reason, the next home console, they abandoned, um, you know, motion control altogether and say, you know what, we tried it out and we're not going to do it anymore. It, it almost kind of seems like that was what they would be doing if they went back to single screen for handheld. Be like, you know, we tried the two screen thing for a while, and we're not going to do it anymore. What kind of, I, they might do it, it's fine, but it's kind of an interesting concept since they've kind of, in a way, taken this next step that no one else has followed. Would it seem weird if they if they brought it back to single screen again? Yeah. I feel like, you know, if they were to do that, you know, and they do change, if they have like an NX that's like a dual handheld console thing and they come up with its own name or something for it, they're already probably, I would hope, going to abandon the DS name and the Wii name to something <coughs> fresh. At least I kind of want them to, to kind of have something unique. So in that sense, it almost kind of makes sense to kind of, you know, you abandon the DS name, you abandon the two screens and kind of move on from there. Not that it was bad and the DS was a great success, but I feel like, the next step would be kind of moving on from that to whatever the next evolution is in a way. 
I see. I'm kind of torn with the two screens in terms of portable. I feel it's been very successful, and I wasn't even too keen on the DS when it first came out, but I've definitely adapted and grown to it, and I absolutely love the the DS and the uh, the 3DS. In terms of the Wii U, I don't often use the second screen. If it's a game I have to play with the gamepad, uh, like Splatoon, I'm looking at the TV nine times out of ten. If it's a game like, you know, Mario Maker or anything else, I'll either play with just the gamepad and use it as like a portable with the TV off, or I'll play with the, you know, pro controller and just look at the TV and keep the gamepad on the base. So to me, I almost feel like they abandon it. And the only reason I say that is not because I personally don't use it as much, but because third parties have not put it to good use. And a lot of third parties have stated that to port a game over to the Wii U, they have to take this into consideration. Like they had to take into consideration motion controls for the Wii, and it just made it harder. So a lot of companies felt it wasn't worth putting in that extra effort to put on the Wii U or the Wii and just have it not sell. And I can't blame them. And I think right now Nintendo, I want them to innovate, but I want them to innovate while making it as, you know, easy to port games over to their system as possible, if, that, if that's even possible. Because right now, I think that's, that, I think everyone agrees that's their weakest uh, part, not their innovation. And if there was the third parties that put the, the uh, second screen to good use, like uh, Zombie U, for example, uh, that'll be great. But look at Zombie U. That just came out on other systems uh, and didn't use a second screen. And it worked. It was usable. You know, it was, it was doable. So... You know, I really yeah. kind of told with that. I don't know if it's. I mean, I, I think with all the support that the, the indies has gotten recently on on Nintendo systems, I kind of don't even buy the the lie. I, I feel like it's a lie that like other third parties, like big name third parties, like feel like it's too difficult to to port a game over or to put a game on the on a Nintendo system because um, <laughs> it seems ridiculous that like these you know one or two people you know, teams in a, in a basement um, can, can put together a quality um, title on the system. So why can't some, like, triple, you know, a, you know, big name company put a, put a decent quality, you know, game out for the system? I think it's, it's, I think it's, it, it's boiled down to more than that. I think Nintendo's made it pretty easy, at least what we're hearing from, from indie developers, and they're supporting them and everything. I think it, you know, it, I don't know. I think the, the developing community is very capable um, of of doing those things, and we've seen it from some awesome, awesome indie indie games that have come out. And I I don't know, I guess if they, if they keep saying that at third parties or keep saying that, then I just I just don't buy it anymore. I think there's other reasons. I think that Nintendo hasn't reached out to them. I think that there's other there's other legitimate reasons why they aren't coming. Um, but I just don't know if, if if the difficulty really is a reason anymore. I don't think that's yeah. You know, uh, from from my interview, uh, plugging last podcast, my interview with the uh, the creator of Typo Man, I agree with you in that statement because he he pretty much said that Nintendo was really foregoing and Nintendo was really good when it came to dealing with and the the working relationship was great, and it seems like Nintendo is really going out above and beyond to reach out to these indie developers, and maybe they're not with the AAA, or maybe the AAA pretty much told Nintendo, you know, like, hey, look. Uh, we're only going to do this if this sells X amount of units. And if this doesn't sell X amount of units, we're not giving you the sequel. We're not going to pull any more games. 
Uh, and Ubisoft is probably the prime example where they stated they have a completely finished game sitting on the shelf. They won't even release. And it's like, it's a family game. It's probably not going to sell well. It's probably shovelware. But the fact that it's already done, meaning there was man hours put into it, and it's sitting on the shelf that nobody can enjoy, says that they just don't give a crap. And they don't give enough to, to even if it takes one person a week to, to develop some kind of half-ass third-party screen support or third, second screen support or whatever, they're not doing it. And they don't want to do it. Yep. I was going to say, I, was, yeah. I think that was more of a, an excuse because then there, well, there was that one developer that said they just needed like one or two lines of code and they got it perfectly running on the Wii U from like the 360 or whatever. So I've never really bought that as a legitimate excuse. Obviously, the main reason is the install base, in which is the games aren't selling that are third party to begin with. So I think that's the primary factor driving behind it, and maybe that's just more PR speak. Just be like, oh, it's too hard. Never mind. We can't do it. And then we'll figure that most of the people buy that as the excuse and move on. Yeah. I th- I love your idea, though, husband, about like I think you were you were saying it, that you think it's like this this system that like this whole like um, idea is the NX, you know, that that it could come in different forms and everything that this network that they're trying to create. I think that was very forward thinking if if they did go that route because, you know, people were saying a lot of people that, that know a lot more about technology and its future advancements than I do um, are saying that this might be the, the last console, you know, generation because there's not much more that we can really do um, beyond that, you know, Time will tell if that's actually true or not, but um, it would be, I think, advantageous of them if they did think, you know, okay, what's something that can take us for years to come that we can continue building upon um, that we don't have to come up with a, a brand new system every couple of years that we can keep, you know, making this this entire, you know, uh, network of games and, and things that will continue to evolve over time. Um, I love that idea. Yeah, uh, that was Barry kind of suggested that I think, and and, and I uh, um, I agree. I think it's uh, it's it's kind of what they're going towards. I mean, it's kind of what they even really said with the NX uh, when it was announced that it's kind of like its own platform in a way they were kind of talking about. And and you know, usually when you announce a system, like you announce it as, hey, it's a new console or it's a new handheld at least. You know, they specifically did not do that. So I mean, it really seems like it is kind of a new platform in a way and in, in, in many different meanings, I guess. Um, so it, it's exciting to kind of think about, you know, the possibilities, but I, I think it definitely will be something um, different than your traditional console and console and or handheld, I guess. So yeah, I, mean, I think there's still evidence yeah. to support it too, because I mean, they did merge their 3DS and Wii U division. So I wouldn't mm-hmm. look past them as the, We'll just do more of a single product line, and they won't have to support a handheld and a home console. It'll just be the console, the Nintendo. (laughs) One thing they're doing right now, and I I pray they're doing this because uh, they're not doing anything else in this area, and it's not something I'm big on because, you know, I'm a physical collector, but I really hope they have teams right now working on the virtual console for this and porting every game that was released for the Wii over to this instantly. Every game released to the 3DS instantly. And and the Wii used to have, every week used to have, you know, new virtual console games, two or three. And and the Wii U has, like, nothing. And they are not only have dropped the ball with this completely, but what are they doing? What are those teams doing? It's not that hard 
to, to do this. It can't be that hard. So if they launch the NX with with not only great console exclusive launch titles, but hey, backwards compatibility right off the bat with your Wii U and Wii, but the virtual console all out there, all ready to go and drop the price. Even if it's only a temporary, hey, for the first six weeks that this console's out, NES games are a dollar, SNES games are two dollars, N64 games are two fifty. Like that would get people to say, you know what, I'm gonna buy it during that six week period, spend a hundred bucks and get a crap load of great games. And and that would get you your initial sales for sure. And it, it wouldn't cost them much to do it at all. Right. Yeah. Yep. Personal that's console. True. Uh, yeah. one of the things it's like you shake your head and think about because it it's it's so easy in 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 time and money and everything and they just they just don't do it but there's, there's a whole long list of things i feel like with nintendo about about those types of things easy things that they could be doing um but uh i guess we'll, we'll save that for another discussion um uh but uh yeah there's you know there's a whole lot of possibilities and it's exciting to think about hopefully with the next investor briefing or something we'll maybe get some some hints of of what could be coming next uh as well so um we shall see. Uh, with that, I think uh, we can kind of wrap things up here. Um, any any other uh, thoughts that you guys have, or I have a quick announcement. Else? Yes. Uh, for all your listeners out there, if you were going to be in the New York City area, and if you were going to New York Comic Con, which is next week, I will be there Friday. So please send me an email, Barry at NintendoFuse.com, and let's meet up. Yeah, definitely do that. It's always cool to, to meet up at events. So if you're uh, going there, hit up Barry and uh, say hi. Um, all right, everyone. Well, thank you so much for, for tuning in to everybody that called in or was in the chat or participated or to anybody who's listened uh, and or watched over the past six years. Thank you so much for all of your support. Uh, all of you are amazing. I cannot believe it's been six years. It's, it's crazy to think about, but uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's weird to think that people listen to us that long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, <laughs> definitely. Like Roth, I know, you know, as an example, has been there from from the beginning too, and 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 others, and 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 that's really cool. So, uh, thank you so much to to everybody for that, and um, congrats to, to everybody that that won uh, as well. We'll get you the the eShop gift cards and 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 Ducktales kind of sent over uh, soon as well. Um, thank you all so much, and we'll be back soon with, with another episode. So uh, stay tuned to uh, the site, or if we're solving site issues, and stay tuned to our social media, and we'll let you know when the next episode is. Um, so, yeah, have a great night, everyone. See you guys later. See ya. Good night. Good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.